Welcome to the Scuff Podcast, where we talk about U.S. soccer. New TV deals are going into effect this year for U.S. soccer and Major League Soccer, something that's really upon us and that we haven't discussed much on this podcast. U.S. men's and women's national team games that aren't overseen by CONCACAF will be broadcast over the air on TNT or TBS, unless they're broadcast only on HBO Max. All MLS games will be carried on a special streaming package from Apple. Joining us to help make sense of all of this is John Orand, a veteran media reporter for the Sports Business Journal and has been covering the media since the 1990s. He lives in the world of TV deals and streaming. Welcome to Scuff, John, and thank you for your time. I'm trying to make sense of all this, Adam, so this will be fun. This will be right. a fun conversation. <laughs> and, and we should shout out our, our mutual friend, Paul Douglas, who uh, connected us. Let's go Terps. Absolutely. First question, MLS is, like I said, going fully behind the Apple paywall and U.S. soccer is going to go about 50% behind the HBO paywall. Could you give us a sense of how common this is in sports right now? Um, it, it, you know, MLS's deal, uh, I don't like to talk, talk about, they're both totally separate deals. I don't like to talk about them together. Okay, fair um, enough. But M- MLS's deal is a really unique deal. Um, there, look, there is an unmistakable trend in, in the media business about um, all programming, leaving uh, traditional linear television and going to streaming. And so if you look at it from the entertainment side, that has almost totally fully happened. People uh, go to you know Netflix, Amazon Prime, Apple TV Plus, Paramount Plus, you name it. And they, you know, binge watch various series and, and, and uh, very few people stay to watch procedurals on television where you get one episode per week and you, right. and you have to wait the next week for old people episode. do that. Right. <laughs> I'm old and I don't even do that. <laughs> and, um, uh, but, uh, you know, sports and, and more than just sports, live event programming is the one genre that is keeping, um, the, uh, the K I call it the cable bundle, but traditional television in business because People need to see it live. And you have these big media companies like Disney, Fox, Paramount, Comcast that understand the uh, value of live sports and are paying a significant amount of money for it. Um, At Sports Business Journal, we just had the top 100 uh, television shows from 2022, all of television. And if uh, back when I was a teenager, it would have been filled with sitcoms and, and, uh, you know, some police procedurals, 82 of that 100 was filled with NFL games and another, like another 15, I think only three weren't sports. And one of that was a, the, the state of the union. So <laughs> sports, sports is hugely, hugely important to the traditional uh, television um, ecosystem. But what, what's happening at the same time is that these streamers also see a value in sports and they're, they're starting to sort of nibble at sports. So you see the, the NFL, uh, they did a deal with Amazon. And so Amazon's uh, the, uh, NFL Thursday Night Football yeah. was exclusively streamed on, on Amazon this year. Uh, the NHL did a deal with uh, ESPN and with uh, Turner and much of its programming is streamed on ESPN Plus, um, a, a streaming service that's owned, owned by ESPN. Uh, so you're you're seeing this 
uh, a lot. Uh, the Big Ten just did a deal, and part of that deal ensures that uh, Peacock, NBC's own uh, streaming service, uh, has as a part of it. So what makes so there will be like Big Ten football games that you can't get over the air that you have to get. Uh, yeah, and uh, unfortunately, uh, we started talking about the Terps. Unfortunately for the Terps, it's mainly going to be their games, I think. <laughs> and the Rutgers, yeah. You're not going to see a lot of Ohio State-Michigan games on Peacock, but you are probably going to see Maryland versus Indiana over there. And it's it's it. sort of a way to, to, uh, to, to draw those people over there. And that's what's really unique about the, the MLS deal, is that MLS has decided that they, didn't, that they weren't going to go uh, half measures over into Apple, they were going to go and take everything over there. So, uh, so th- they're, th- they they came back and did a, a small deal with Fox. So, if you're a casual MLS fan, you still will be able to see a game a week or something along those lines on tra- on traditional broadcast television. But they took everything over over to uh, to Apple. And they were able to do everything, uh, take everything over to Apple because one of the things that Don Garber did that was really smart was he told the local teams, you know, you can do local TV deals, but they, they all have to end at a certain date so that when we go to the market, that we have a complete package of our national deals and our local deals. Uh, same thing with international rights, you know, like, they all had to end at a certain time. Huh. And what made MLS really attractive to Apple is that it's not just a U.S. centric deal. So if they did a deal with ESPN or with Fox, it's just for the U.S. market. With Apple, this is one deal that is immediately global and goes worldwide. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, how much of a risk is it for MLS? Like, if 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 they can't get a bunch of people to sign up for the package, I feel like that's gonna be that's gonna be bad, right? And you know, Adam, I'm in, I'm in the minority here. I I think it's very low risk. Uh, huh. For for MLS, um, I've been I've been uh, covering MLS, uh, you know, for since like 2006. You know, I live in the DC market. Like I, I guess the DC United, our glory years were in the mid 90s, right? Yep. Um, they haven't turned. Uh, MLS has not become a significant television draw in those in that 30 years. Uh, the the you know where where you take a look at the the NFL ratings over, over that span have climbed significantly. Basketball ratings uh, have uh, that that was around the Jordan era, so they're they're pretty flat with that. But they're younger and 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 more affluent. Uh, all over the place, you're seeing ratings uh, go through the roof. With MLS, they got stuck at this one one area. We have 25 years of MLS TV ratings. And there's not a lot of growth there. I think it's relatively low risk to say, why don't we go with Apple? And it's 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 not like going with you know Fubo TV or or a really sort of niche service. This the, how many people do you know that don't own an iPhone? And right. we're going to go and maybe this will be what ends up you know really propelling the the, the sport. Uh, MLS always MLS and NHL more than anybody. They always talk about how their fans uh, are more technically savvy than other leagues. And that's that's one of the selling points that they use, especially when they go out to, to sell to advertising. If that's the case, maybe that maybe this will work. I think that it's a uh, it still is a risky move, but in in my view of this, it's really an acceptable risk to make to see whether or not uh, that, that that it could work. Although to be perfectly honest, if 
ESPN and Fox uh, had promised the same amount of money that Apple uh, had promised to them, then they certainly would have uh, stuck with traditional TVs, you know, as, as opposed to, to going this route. But they didn't. They, they got the money and they got a potential to, to see their, uh, view, their viewers become younger, become more tech savvy and to be uh, more affluent, which is something all the leagues want because that's how they can sell their ads. So what does it say about if they couldn't get the same amount of money from Fox and, and ESPN as they're getting from Apple? What does it say about their bargaining position? I mean, I guess we just discussed how, their, how the ratings of Major League Soccer have been flat for a long time. How do, how, how do you see their bargaining position watching all this play out? Uh, I th- they, they were in a, t- a tough bargaining position. Um, uh, the, uh, despite what I said about all the TV networks wanting to get um, live sports or, or live programming, NBC is very happy with the English Premier League. Yeah, as they should be, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's sort of something that they're identified with. They own the whole thing. Uh, they they like it. Uh, 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 CBS and Paramount Plus, they've been making some inroads, I think, into in, into soccer. But they the, the, the there was something sort of about the domestic league that you know they they, they did have the W NWSL as well. You know, they were not serious bidders. Early on on MLS, um, and Fox and ESPN, they they just kept looking at the ratings, and MLS wanted or they needed a, a, a step, an increase. I mean, right. they deserve in some respects they deserve that increase, but uh, Fox and and ESPN looked at it and were like, you know, you're not bringing in the number of viewers that that make for that increase. But if they take this and go as as one huge package and go to Apple, and this is Apple's first foray into the sports business, uh, which which means that it has to pay a little bit more than if it were an established um, 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 place to, to 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 watch sports. Uh, you know, it, it, that's that's sort of where the money came, and and you know, Apple's going to take a they're they're. Uh, this is a little more more than a test, I think, but I'm generally viewing it as a test to see whether or not sports are something that can be sticky, uh, which is another way of saying like you know it can get consumers in there. They're going to watch the, their, the the one match and then maybe go through and watch you know um, what, whatever shows are Ted Lasso, you know yeah. whatever shows other shows are on uh, Apple TV Plus. What are the other good shows on Apple TV Plus? What's the one with uh, Jennifer Aniston? The not the newsroom, the uh, the morning show. That's one. Okay, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they had a great one. The, the, the we worked. Uh, the, the, it was a I forget what what it was called, but it was a four episode series on uh, the we, the rise and fall of uh, re, uh, we work. Oh, okay. I Highly see. recommended. Okay, All so right. recommended. I forgot the title. <laughs> <laughs> You wrote recently that Major League Baseball is, this is kind of a paragraph low in a story about, um, about something else, but contemplating the idea of producing its games itself and distributing them directly to broadcasters. And, I, and they're not doing that right now, but there's like sort of this the collapse of the regional sports networks that's going on. Can you kind of give us the, I don't know, $2 primer on that. And then I, I want to connect it to MLS, but we'll get to that in a second, I guess. Okay, because uh, 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 I'll resist connecting it to MLS or, uh, at first. Um, 
regional sports networks are the local sports channels that are on cable and satellite systems. So here in DC, I watch stuff on uh, Mid-Atlantic Sports Network, Masson, uh, or uh, NBC Sports Washington. And they, uh, they are the most costly channels on cable systems. Uh, and so, uh, and cable cable operators and satellite distributors pay upwards of like you know five dollars per subscriber per month for you know the RSN, depending on where where the RSN is. Huh. And um, what's happening in in the in the business in total is because uh, because of the rise of Netflix and Paramount Plus and all these other streamers, you're seeing a lot of cord cutting uh, where where People that are not big sports fans are cutting the cord and just not not using cable. So that that uh, that money, that revenue that's coming into regional sports networks is taking an, a, a nosedive. While at the same time, the rights fees that they pay to particularly ML uh, Major League Baseball and NBA teams, also uh, NHL teams, continues to go up. You know, they they had built in a lot of these contracts you know, seven to 10% annual increases in, in, in what those rights fees are. And so that, that, that's just a, a scenario that it has to end at some point. And so, um, just let me, let me jump in and say the regional sports net- networks would have included like Fox sports Midwest or Fox sports, exactly, North, yeah. right. And then yeah. Bally sports, those, those. Exactly. Two. So, so, uh, the, the, uh, where I was going is that Fox sports, they had to sell uh, the the Fox Sports. It's twenty one Fox Sports nets. Uh, it was bought by Disney, and then Disney turned around and sold them to a company called Sinclair, which owns a lot of uh, local broadcast channels. And Sinclair bought those uh, RSNs three years ago, maybe two uh, two or three years ago. I, f- I forget exactly when. For let's say ten ten billion dollars, you know they're worth about two billion right now. Oof. They, they've they've lost that much in value, and they have so, so they're they're being crushed with uh, with uh you know eight like eight billion or more in debt with creditors circling around uh, to to try to get them. Those properties are particularly distressed, much more so than the NBC ones or the ones that uh the the are a couple that are owned by Warner Brothers Discovery. Okay, and so. Trying to figure out how to get those RSNs, and it's not even those RSNs, but those local rights healthy, is one of the big issues facing all of the leagues because they they still see a lot of value in uh, local rights. It's just the way that they had been doing it for the past thirty years. These are these RSNs that looks to have run its course. Okay. Well, so. I guess it was in that context that you were you you briefly discussed the possibility of Major League Baseball sometime in the future producing their producing their own broadcasts and distributing them independent like ind- directly to the uh, to who who would they be t- distributing them directly? To? So um, m- most likely, they, you know, they would sell some maybe to a you know the CW or UPN or some like local local broadcast affiliate, or they could just instead of the RSN just go to. Uh, Xfinity and say, you know, instead of that RSN, why don't you just buy these games and, uh, and then you can have access to our out of market package and all these other games as well. Okay. Well, so I guess the reason it made me think of the MLS of MLS is because my understanding is, is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but my understanding is that part of the pitch to Apple from MLS was we will 
we will produce our own broadcasts and basically all Apple has to do is provide the platform for the streaming, right? Is that, is that pretty much? Yeah. MLS it? productions is, has to, had to on a dime, turn around and, and, and create entire productions for each one of its teams. Yeah. So how's that, how's that going? Well, they, uh, they did announce, uh, recently, you know, uh, the, um, a bunch of, uh, uh, announcers and and, uh, and, yes. and analysts. Uh, it, it's been a total slog. It's hard. It's hard to do it for one team, much less you know the the, the entire league. Yeah. Um, but they, uh, I guess, Seth Bacon is the executive in MLS that's overseeing this. Uh, the last time I checked in, which was a couple of weeks ago, you know, every, everything seemed to be uh, progressing uh, to, to to be on time. But this is a this is really important because. Um, one of the things Apple right now has done, did, did a small deal with major league baseball where it had uh Friday night, uh, baseball games. And those, those games for baseball fans got totally panned because they tried to, you know, they, they didn't cater to hardcore fans who would sit around watching on a Friday night. They tried to make it, uh, to, to draw in, you know, non fans or, or super casual fans, which didn't satisfy anybody. Right. But the one thing that they did that everybody loved, the picture was sublime. It, it, it was it, like, I don't know how they, they made the picture just look so good. Huh. And so there's a, the, the, they have a, Apple has a very high bar in terms of video quality that I'm sure they're going to make uh, the MLS sort of jump through in order to, to maintain that, uh, that, that, that view of video. Interesting. So that'll be good. Now, the, the whole idea with the, um, uh, the, the regional sports networks doesn't really affect MLS that much. I, uh, I, I don't know off the top of my head, but I think it was only three, maybe four MLS teams that actually got a, a rights fee locally from, uh, from regional sports networks. So, Is that right? And, and th- there were, you know, I can tell you like here in, in DC, the DC United games just would get hash marks. It was very hard. To build it, even when we had uh, Wayne Rooney on the field, it was just very hard to build an audience uh, th- that that way. So, what does that no, phrase mean? Hash marks. What does that mean? Oh, that just means nobody was watching it. Like, like, <laughs> okay. it, it, it the zero with the hash going through it. Got yeah. it. Got it. Okay. <laughs> big. This is big media terminology. No, I'm, 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 I'm happy to be learning it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so it, it shouldn't ha- it shouldn't have much of an effect on. Uh, well, it, it certainly won't have any effect on on going on with MLS. Okay. All right. Well, moving over to U.S. soccer a little bit. This is a question from, I'm going to read some questions from listeners because they've, they've been submitted. Bob Morocco in Montana asks, based on what you know about it, how commercially reasonable were the terms of the old uh, Soccer United marketing contract with the Soccer Federation? The, um, the guarantee and the revenue sharing once that was hit. Was there anything about that that was um, atypical for the sector, as far as you know, uh, just the fact that uh, that Soccer United marketing sort of ran everything was atypical, uh, yeah. and, and I, I think we're seeing something similar now in the NCAA, where uh, they they sell the uh, NCAA men's basketball tournament and make a boatload from CBS and and TNT, and then they package sort of everything else, and now like women's basketball wants to come out from that and. You know, because they think that they can make their own significant rights fee, and, right. and then you have 
you know, uh, softball or the, or the college world series that it's like, well, why are we grouped in with swimming and wrestling and, and lacrosse? And, uh, you know, that, that, that doesn't necessarily make, make sense. And so if you're U S soccer, I th- they took a look at the, the, uh, the landscape that we talked about already. And we're like, well, it, it would really behoove us if we just controlled and owned our, our, our own rights, uh, moving forward. And, I think that the ultimate number that they got is, uh, you know, proves that that strategy was uh, was uh, was pretty good because um, I, I think I, I'm I'm not sure that um, look the, the their timing was really good in terms of you know the uh, established networks paying a lot of money for rights to try to keep people like that they, they saw that completely. Um, their timing, though, with the uh, World Cup coming, you know, to to North America, and U.S. soccer games basically meaning nothing for uh, uh, for how long now? Eight more years, uh, just about. You know, it m- makes the timing a, li- a, a little bit off. So I think the fact that they got uh, the the deal that they got from from Turner or from Warner Brothers, I th- I thought that was money wise a really good deal. So just so people know, 200 million over eight years, 25 million a year. I think um, I should have shared this with you before we started talking, but I, but I tried to, I went through the nine nineties of um, us soccer. It's basically impossible to find this information in a clear format, but if my math is correct, they were getting 27.8 million a year from soccer United marketing, but that included like all the, non-nike sponsorship revenue so it's not just the tv deal so it's hard to know how much yeah and they're, they're going to sell they're going to sell sponsorships and 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 things along those lines as well i mean i don't think it was a clear-cut huge deal but yeah. given given the difficulties about the schedule and and, and about the u.s uh u.s soccer games moving forward I, I i thought that they got that was about as good a deal as they could they could have wanted that's a really good point like none of the games that matter for the for the teams are going to be on this part of this deal over the next eight years. Yeah. yeah. And also what's, what is interesting is that they sold, uh, you know, they sold it to HBO max was going to play a really big part of this. And HBO max was a, a service that was, you know, uh, um, it, there was a lot of buzz around it, you know, this sort of secession or the white Lotus or all these sort of hit shows uh, that, that go along with it. And there was this, uh, there was a belief that it was really going to grow. Well, now um, uh, David Zaslav over at Warner Brothers Discovery has sort of put the pump the brakes a little bit on growing HBO Max and possibly folding it into Discovery Plus uh, m- m- moving forward, which I don't know. I, I haven't looked into this uh, enough to uh, determine whether or not I think that's a good deal or not. Potentially, you could be reaching more viewers as uh, as Discovery Plus as opposed to you know, this, pre- this yeah. streaming service off a premium channel. So it's, uh, there, there's a, there's still a lot of moving parts between, between what we're going to see, you know, this week when the uh, U S women, I guess are going to have the, the, the first game on, on Tuesday night. Yeah. Tonight. Uh, yep. t- yeah. To, uh, to, to, you know, six months from now. So that's, that's something to keep your eye on. Yeah. HBO and HBO max, I guess we're just, you're just talking about the growth of that platform or the buzz that the buzz that was around it. From what I can tell, seventy-three point eight million global subscribers combined. 
with 46.8 million of those based in the US that was in 2021. I I assume it's hard to hard to know, but do you have any idea how many of those 46.8 million are um actually using HBO Max? No, that, and that, and how many of them are AT&T wireless subscribers that just sort of like uh, you know uh, the, fit yeah. in there. That's that's uh so you're able to get the subscriber numbers. We have no clue about usage or anything like that. Okay. So it could, I mean, to put it in like sort of uh, maybe perhaps uncharitable terms, it could be like these games happening on HBO Max, like the one tonight in New Zealand that the women are playing. Like there could be like nobody, nobody watching that. Uh, I don't know. I I think, uh, look, I I told you before we started taping, I'm a casual soccer fan. I'm hardly a hardcore. I love watching the U.S. men and women play. Uh, And and so, so I, I, I. it is a destination and people will find it because if they know that the game is going on, that's the big problem right now is with so many services out there is uh, what uh, another sort of industry term discoverability and just having people figure out how to get to, to that game is, uh, is sort of the big problem that not just U.S. soccer, but all the leagues are sort of suffering with. Yeah. I think that's a, what a, sort of the, People who really care about soccer, who are not casual fans, who want to grow the game would say, hey, we need these games to be over the air so that people can sort of stumble on them and become fans. Now, I don't know how realistic that is as an actual mechanism for building interest in the game. But See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to suggest one thing because I, I, I have heard that and I was like, what are we doing on this little service? I mean, would, would it be better to be on ESPN? which caters solely to sports fans. And so you're not, uh, how much are you really growing the game there? Maybe you'll get a bigger rating. Or is it better to be associated with HBO Max, which is going to get, you know, my wife and daughter potentially uh, uh, like uh, sampling the game or at least having it marketed to them because uh, they'll be on there looking for an entertainment program. Yeah. I, it's been the, the age-old question about, you know, the NBA on TNT. Does that draw in a different level of fan? That, that than the NBA on ESPN, which is really just kind of hardcore sports fans. Does it? Uh, it does. It does. It, 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 they're, they're, uh, I, I believe that there are more women that, that would be watching, you know, the, on, on TNT and, and, and it's, uh, it just it enables more people to sample it. And you fall asleep to everybody loves Raymond and boom, there's a uh, right. wake up and there's. <laughs> right. No, I can see the argument for TNT and TBS. I mean, even over, um, uh, even over like FS1. Yeah, ESPN was probably a bad example because like that 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 covers casual sports fan. If you're on FS1, you're a hardcore fan, right? Right, right. And it's, and the audience is a little smaller than the audience for like a TNT, right? Yeah, 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 much. So um, just today, U.S. Soccer announced that it agreed to a four-year deal with Telemundo Universo for Spanish language coverage. This. This so this is about half you know half of the term of the deal with Turner and HBO. They're not revealing the financials. Um, I actually checked with the federation today. So I'm curious, what do you like from what you know of these things? If the if the Warner Brothers deal is 200 million for eight years, what are we looking at for a four year deal for Spanish language coverage? Um, I, I I really don't want to speculate. I'd love okay. to, but I have I have no clue. I do want to say though that uh, the the Spanish language rights. If you take a look at what Telemundo has done, 
Uh, you know, they, they got the World Cup rights. Yep. Uh, they now have U.S. soccer rights. They have, uh, is it Chivas? They have uh, the, the rights to like the, the most popular Mexican uh, league, league team. Uh, Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, I, so for the longest time, Spanish language soccer in America uh, was, was not Telemundo. Um, it was Univision. But, uh, but the, the, they, ha- they are really making themselves a competitor in the soccer space. And it's like, it's like selling a house. If you have more than one person bidding on a house, the price goes up. You have two Spanish language networks that are really uh, bidding up uh, the, the Spanish language rights. Uh, so I, again, I have no idea what the number is, and I'm not going to speculate, but I, I think the market is ripe for the, the, um, the rights fees to be up because you have two interested parties. Right. And Univision had the rights up until the, up until, you know, this, this new deal. Again, it's a, we, it's a weird, it's a weird sale because there are no big games. There are yeah. no must-see games. So that's it's, a good it, point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we had, we've had, we had a guy from Teudeane on the podcast of, of a couple of months ago. He's kind of a friend, Michele Giannone. He, he, Argues, and I, th- I think he's right that the audience for the Spanish, la- the Spanish language audience for at least the men's national team. I don't know if it's true for the women. Is much is bigger typically than the than the audience for on English language television. So, oh, it, it'll be impossible for us to figure out because streamers don't. Uh, you know, th- th- there's no Nielsen that that, that uh, counts streamers. Uh, right, the, the Amazon's Thursday Night Football, not, notwithstanding. Um, but I, I would bet you because it's over the air Telemundo, uh, uh, in addition to, uh, I'm sure it's being streamed on Peacock as well. Peacock, yep. Yeah. Uh, versus just HBO Max. I, I would bet you that that would, that, that would uh, end up getting more men or women. I know you don't want to speculate on the dollar figure, but like, is it, are we talking like a fraction of what the English language rights are or roughly similar or again? I mean, this is why I, I, I don't want to speculate. So like in, because in, in the traditional U S focused sports like football or like uh, uh, American football, I should say on this. Right. Pod, right. <laughs> I get it. All right. Good, good. Uh, or, uh, or basketball. It's a, it's a fraction uh, soccer and, and, and the amount of, uh, Hispanic speakers, uh, that, that, um, watch soccer. Like, I don't know whether that's a fraction or whether it's, it's, it's more than that. I just, I, I wish I could tell you. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I won't keep pressing the uh, point. Again, in other sports, it's a fraction. I don't know. I don't know with soccer. Okay. Okay. Uh, Phil sock in Philadelphia asks how much in your view of a stake so going back to the MLS deal, how much of a stake in your view does Apple have in making this work? Or is it all, is all the onus on Major League Soccer? You know, the, uh, the first question was from Montana, which is where I met my wife. Hey. Uh, the second question is from Philly, where my son is now living. So this is, uh, this is uh, I like these. I, I think that is the, um, that if I was an MLS fan, that would be my biggest concern is that, uh, look, there's a stake in, in Apple wanting to make this work for obvious reasons. I mean, it, it, it's a, the $250 million is a drop in the bucket to, to Apple, but it's, you know, it's still a significant amount of money. And if they can make, if they can recreate 
how we consume sports, that fits totally within what Apple does. And they've done it with music. They're doing it with uh, entertainment programming and it, it, it fits. My worry for MLS is that if they, if there are not enough, um, after one year, they don't see enough engagement. And I'm not sure what engagement means. I'm not sure if it's the same viewership metrics that TV networks use, or if it's, you know, people that come in and then sample other things within Apple's like, you know, uh, ecosystem or uh, whatever engagement means. Right. Will they tire of it? Because it's, it, it is like a really small part of, uh, I mean, a really infinitesimally small part of what Apple does. And if it takes too much effort to create too much, I could see them tiring it of, uh, of it after a year or two. Uh, and that, and that would be my concern for MLS. And then they'd be, but then they'd be stuck with it for the next eight, nine years. Yeah. Right? And, then, but, and then write it off. Then, then, then you see how, how, how big Apple is as a company that it's like, oh, well, you know, that, that didn't work. Let's just, you know, I see. Let, let's yeah. move forward. Let's see more buildings and food in Indianapolis. That's not his real name. I, uh, for the record, <laughs> Asks. I have no connection to Indianapolis. This is a dang it. <laughs> what does ESPN's failure to obtain U.S. rights for the Premier League or the Champions League, so Paramount's the one who has the Champions League, um, say about the way they view and value the sport's role in America? Uh, of of what? Of soccer? You think? Yeah. Um, because ESPN, because I mean, let me add a little context. ESPN used to be sort of the standard bearer for soccer. Yeah, right? it's it's so funny. One of the things that, that always surprises me in uh, in covering the business of media is how all it takes is to get one person who's a fan over overseeing a network, and then and then you, you, all of a sudden you, you double down on that. And ESPN had John Skipper. Right. And he was a, you know, he ran programming and then he ran the network and he is an unabashedly big soccer fan. And, uh, and, and so he made big bets on soccer. And in fact, I think you can point back to John Skipper uh, back, was it uh, 2012? Was that the World Cup? Uh, what was it, the one in South 20, Africa? 20, 2010. 2010. 2010. Yeah. And, um, and, and they blew that out. We've not, I mean, we have never seen a World Cup like that uh, pre presented uh, to America like that. Uh, he brought the uh, Premier League over. Um, he he, he uh, paid um, he he paid uh, MLS like a significant increase in in a rights fee when they when they had to to, to come back. Um, mm. uh, he left uh, ESPN. The people that ESPN still valued all of those properties. The problem is that Fox came in and took the World Cup, and then NBC came in. It took uh, it, it took the English Premier League, and uh, and and, the, and then just extended with the English Premier League, and so ESPN was stuck with. They had sort of MLS, but they didn't have anything to sort of pair MLS with, um, and and I think that that, that I think that was a, a bit of a problem. And if I were a current ESPN executive. I would take great umbrage to that question because they would say that, you know, they have La Liga on ESPN plus and they have the German league on, on ESPN plus, and they have a lot of really big time international leagues that, that are, that uh, 
have the ESPN brand with it's it. True. Yeah. It's just that they're they're not on on ESPN. The, yeah. They're just not on ESPN, the, the linear TV network, or certainly, or, or, or certainly, actually, has ABC carried? I was about to say, and certainly ABC, but I think they've carried us. Surely, yeah, on, surely they put put Real Madrid Barcelona on over the year. I mean, I watch everything on streaming. I'm a cord, I'm a cord cutty, I guess. When did you cut the cord? Uh, long time ago. I can't even remember. See, because I, I, I use, uh, you know, because we have a podcast where we talk about all this stuff and I use soccer. I hate streaming. I hate everything about it because it's like we used to get everything in one nice little bundle in yeah. a cable package. And I use soccer as the example. If, if you're a true soccer fan and you watch all this stuff, how many different subscriptions do you have? ESPN Plus, Paramount Plus, Peacock, um, HBO Max now. Yep. I mean, I, I kind of have all of them anyway, but, but yeah, Paramount Plus, I would never have gotten without Champions League. ESPN Plus, obviously, that's sort of a must-have at this point. What else is there? Um, and and, and, and you, know why, you know why you soccer fans are screwed is because Paramount and ESPN and NBC all have figured out that soccer fans are cut of a different cloth and they, they will they pay. Will pay. To, yeah. to, to go to, to get it. And they, they will have no problem bringing on those services. And so, it, it, the, whereas I'd love to see them all within one bundle, for the time being, they're going to be on different services because the Champions League is, a, as I said, it's a sticky uh, uh, rights deal. It, it brings people to Paramount+. Plus. Uh, ESPN has figured out those European soccer leagues that it has get, gets people subscribing to, uh, to ESPN+. Plus. They've told me that soccer, uh, I've, I've heard this across networks, soccer is one of the uh, top two sports in terms of attracting uh, uh, new streaming subscribers. Interesting. Yeah, I believe it. I mean, people want to, and partly it's because people feel grateful, at least I do, that, you, that even these games are available in some way, you know, 15, 20 years ago, how do you watch, uh, how do you watch La Liga regular season game i mean how do you watch a just normal la liga game there's just, there wasn't a way and um even if it costs seven bucks a month that's all right you know um the so this is another question you may not be able to answer but i want to fire it at you anyway of that 250 million that mls is getting per year from apple what's a what's a realistic estimate for how much of that is going to be eaten up by by the production Production yes. costs. Yeah. Yes. I, I, again, I, I hate to say that I, I don't, I don't have, I can't give you a specific number, but I can tell you that production uh, and especially the type of production that they're doing, which is going across, like uh, across the league costs a lot of money. Uh, and so it's, it, it will eat into that. I mean, I, I, I it's not like half of two fifty. Uh, okay. It, it's more of a fraction of, of that. But it, but it's a, it's going to be a significant outlay of uh, of um, uh, um, of their rights fee. Uh, but then again, they also have other things on the other side. If this grows, they they have back end rights to where they can get paid a little bit more than that as well. So right, yeah. I mean, it makes a big difference if it's because uh, we was arguing we were arguing about this on the Discord earlier. If it's if it ends up costing them, you know, a hundred and twenty five million. That's probably, which is, which would be half that that's 
probably acceptable compared to like the previous deal with some with Saga United Mar- Marketing in terms of like a step up. If we're getting it up to like you know 175 million, it starts to look a little shakier. So it's up to Don Garber to you know limit production costs, I guess. <laughs> but then Apple doesn't want to limit those production costs, so it's a you know right. It, 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 it's a it's a tough road to hoe. We've talked about this in various ways as we've gone along, but Paul in Annapolis, I think someone you know, um, asks. MLS especially seems to be making a long-term bet on streaming as the soccer audience in the U.S. is younger than most major sports. But does that feel in conflict with trying to expand the sport to the more casual audience that may just watch the World Cup or the national or the men's national team or the women's national team? Yeah, and I would just tell Paul, like, like how would you, how would Paul suggest that we expand MLS to get the casual fans? ESPN has been putting more games on ABC. You know, Fox has been putting games on their broadcast channel. Like the, the, that, the, there's no better way in media to expand the game than to the, the, than to uh, you know put put your games on on broadcast television. It's it's the the biggest platform that there is. But MLS ratings have stayed flat. Like they're just not the the casual fans have sampled it and and just aren't they they haven't said no. They haven't said that they don't like MLS. They just don't like the MLS broadcasts. They don't like the telecasts. So, is it conceivable that uh, that you know fans with iPhones, everybody has an iPhone, uh, will you know all of a sudden watch it in a different way? That it will pick up different fans. That that uh, that that it could be a way. If if you want to uh, if you want to draw in casual fans, one way I, I would want to do that is with a com- a global company like Apple that is in everybody's pocket right now. And, and, and I'm talking to you from a MacBook pro for goodness sakes, you know, that's so it's, uh, um, it's risky. I'm not pretending that this is like, it, it's totally set, but I think it's, I, I, it's an acceptable risk in my opinion. Okay. That's, I think that's it. I think we covered it. Any, uh, any closing thoughts? Uh, you didn't ask me about the NWSL, which I was prepared for. Oh, I didn't. Which is, uh, they they have moved on. That they they had an exclusive negotiating window with CBS. They yes. moved on from CBS. Uh, similar to MLS, they have all their rights: are, are the, the international rights, local rights, and uh, and national rights, all up right now. Uh, if Apple is serious about MLS and serious about sort of catering to this soccer fan. Uh, um, I could see that as a as a um, place where uh, the NWSL will, will end up. I think one of the one of the um, issues that the NWSL is going to have is they want to see a pretty significant rights fee increase, and I think CBS and all these other uh, all of these other um, networks they have a scorecard, the rating scorecard, and so they you know they're for profit businesses, so they they might want to help soccer grow. But it's like at some point, it's like, well, your 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 ratings aren't to where where they aren't worth what you're asking for uh, for for us. Could they be worth uh, the Apple on streaming? I think I think that that's a uh, a destination that I that that's a story that uh, uh, that I'm watching, and it's something. And I have an annual predictions column. I I put that in one of my predictions that they would end up doing that. Too. The NWSL will end up with Apple as well. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. 
when when will that have to be decided by? Well, I, it's it's coming out at some point this year. I'm not, probably within the next few months. So NWSL is going to be with CBS through the end of twenty three. Um, through through the end of the the uh, yeah the NWSL season. Okay. All right. Shame on me for not asking about that. Thank you, John. Really hey, appreciate it. Yeah, I had, had fun doing it. I should tell people your your podcast is uh, it's Marchand. Is it Marchand? And- Marchand. Marchand and Oran Sports okay. Media Podcast. It rhymes. Yeah. Uh, no. I, the, yeah. We call it Nando. <laughs> Marchand is at the New York Post. You're at Sports Business Journal. Um, it looks good from the clips I've seen on Twitter. So uh, check that out. Uh, I'll put John's Twitter handle in the show notes. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see ya.